The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Yo, 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 what up? It's Deontay Harris with the New Orleans Saints. Y'all Saints have y'all podcast? Yeah. No bueno, not good. Y'all Saints takes. This is awful. And I think it's because the, the drinks that y'all be drinking be having y'all a little woozy and y'all be forgetting like what team y'all talking about or something. I don't know what it is, but we got to figure something out because it's, it's bad. Let's regroup, reassess, and just be better, you know? All love. All right, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. This one's on YouTube as well as on the RSS feed. Find us wherever you get your podcast. Search Saints Happy Hour. Become a patron. Support the show at SaintsHappyHour.com. Uh, Andrew, I want to say to the people, it only took four presidential administrations and like seven different versions of microphones and sound walls and anything, but I got the Yeti to work finally. The Saints oh, have gone. Pants just got tighter. They did. Uh, the The Saints have gone in the toilet, but my audio has gone to all star levels, Pro Bowl levels. Uh, you know, I don't know that I was ever going to see you work a Yeti microphone. I still kind of can't believe it. It's weird. It's uh, really so, weird. Yeah, congratulations. I know, I, I, without my telemarketer headset, I feel really weird. Um, the Saints are playing the Rams, and the Rams rival the Saints for most injured team. I don't think the Rams quite are there, have as many injuries as the Saints, but they have a ton of injuries. They're they're on their third string left tackle. They're missing their center. They're missing a guard. Their interior line sucks. Their offensive line sucks. They can't run the ball. Um, Stafford, Cooper, of course. Cooper Cup is kind Cooper, of a big big deal. Yeah, Cooper Cup is out. Um, of course, Matthew Stafford. He's in the concussion protocol, but he's going to play against the Saints because, of course, he is. Um, but this game Sunday with the Rams. Uh, it's interesting to me because I think the Rams are one of the few teams, their present and their future are both bleaker than the Saints. They don't have a first round pick like the Saints. They have salary cap issues. But but this game, Andrew, the Saints injury list, let's get to that. It's 13 people deep. Uh, it's 10 starters potentially. Um. What of those injuries on the list of 10, as Thomas puts it up there, what of the injuries that the Saints had today in the practice sport? What's If you could pick like one guy to realistically come back, who do you think it would, who would you be like, that's the one I want? Because it's so many, it's so deep. Oh, well, you mean realistically like? Like Realistically. Like you're not going to get Lattimore because his kid, he needs a new kid. That was going to be my pick. That was going to be my pick. Lattimore. Yeah, Lattimore is like in a bathtub somewhere in ice, and until they bring <laughs> like his replacement kidney, I, I don't think he can leave the bathtub. I don't know what's going on, but um, yeah, I mean he's dealing with ribs, a couple ribs. He's dealing with a bruised kidney. I mean, and and clearly it's taken him a lot longer than they thought it was going to take to recover. So that's been a big bummer. Obviously, the sooner they can get him back, but that that would be my pick. If you could ask me of all the guys on this list, I just think. 
their secondary is so miserable right now, mm-hmm. and it's playing it's playing so bad, and they they can't cover, they can't tackle, um, and they they get penalized constantly. That having Lattimore would help so a <laughs> lot. So you know, obviously, I would pick him. I was thinking James. But I Hurst. can't. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like I I would pick Pete or McCoy. Well, McCoy can't come back, so I get. I guess I would pick Pete over Hurst actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because I feel like the interior is more important than oh, wow, that's interesting. I, I don't know that Hurst the drop off is as significant to a backup because Hurst is kind of like he he's not like a star player, you know. I feel like Pete what he does for them in the run game, yeah. uh, I, I think that's more significant. So, but yeah, I mean, all these injuries they add up and they matter. And um, like you said, the Rams have a lot too. Um, you know, it's funny. I was looking at kind of like some stats earlier today and Matthew Stafford has eight picks on the year. It's tied for fourth most in the NFL and he's played eight games. So he's, he's averaging a pick a game. And I was like, Oh great. Finally, we're playing a quarterback that throws a lot of picks. Cause we only have two on the year. And maybe this is the game where we get one or two. Uh, but you know who he's tied with Ralph? Who would that be? He's tied with Kenny Pickett, who did not throw a pick <laughs> against the Saints. So then that kind of made me sad all over again. Yeah, the Saints turnover, I mean, the the record for fewest created turnovers in a season is the 2020 San Francisco 49ers. They had uh, two interceptions and seven fumble recoveries, so nine turnovers. Well, I think the Saints are already at seven. I think they have yeah. five fumble recoveries and two picks. Um, yeah. but that, but that, is that the lowest per interception output ever? Two yeah. Two? two. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, at this so point, they, I don't know that the saints will get another one. I mean, you, you feel like it. I feel like they came a little closer, uh, against Pittsburgh. At least they had, they won it. Alante Taylor missed it. It wouldn't have counted because of a penalty. They had another one that was a tip, uh, that they didn't get the Rams can't run the ball, but Pittsburgh couldn't run the ball. And I know people are like, ah, Aaron Donald, he's going to kill the Saints. And I even joke, listen, Dennis Allen, he wasn't so much picking a quarterback this week as he was selecting who was going to die. Yeah, who's he sacrificing at the end? Who's he sacrificing to Aaron Donald? Mm-hmm. Um, but the Rams are bad. And this game has the potential, if the Saints don't turn the ball over, for all the talk of, yes, Pittsburgh, the game wasn't as close as the score might have indicated because Pittsburgh kind of dominated the game. That said, it was 10-10. Pittsburgh was at their own two-yard line. The Saints would have got a stop if they would have created a turnover. Like, that game's completely different. So I do feel like there's a good chance that this is a pillow fight between two horrible football teams. Well, uh, we always talk about kind of the secret sauce for the Saints defense over the years is stopping the run. So, And, and that's no different. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I hesitate because, you know, let, let's be honest um, – Pittsburgh is awful. Pitt- Pittsburgh has been awful all year running the football. And so it was really discouraging uh, to see them do so well against the Saints defense because if they can't stop the Steelers run game, then w- w- what run game can they stop? And, and you know, Ramon, and don't, don't forget, they may be without Davenport. They may be without Cam Jordan, who tweeted on Thursday that, uh, he it was a tweet that he was pretty frustrated. He's like, can only control what you can control. He got his eye gouged. Um, so if you can't see, you can't play. I'd imagine, but not having both yeah. of your defensive ends could be a problem. It could be a problem. Yeah, sure. Um, but I will <laughs> say this: the Steelers, as bad as they are running the football, and they've been real bad at it this year. 
they they average 4.2 carry 4.2 yards per carry and uh now granted that ballooned up significantly after playing the saints um but you know they were like at 3.8 before that but so yeah they're 4.2 the rams are 31st in the nfl at 3.2 yards per carry they average ralph one full yard per carry less than the Steelers, who are also bad. Uh, you know, <laughs> oh as frustrating God. as the Saints running offenses, by comparison, they, they average 4.8. So, like, the Saints, you know, as bad as they've been running the football, especially in this past game, you know, they're at 4.8. Now, Taysom Hill, obviously, uh, helps out a lot. But the Rams, the only team worse is the Bucks at 3.1. Uh, so, at 3.2, the Rams mm-hmm. are 31st in the NFL in yards per carry. And so, when you say they can't run the ball – I can't overemphasize enough that statement is accurate. They cannot run the ball. And and so, again, I go back to the secret sauce of the Saints defense. They're going to be in a position without Cooper Cup, I would hope, to stop this offense. And if they can't stop this offense when they can't run the ball and they don't have Cooper Cup, they can't stop anybody. And I, I don't care how <laughs> – I mean, Matt, Matt Stafford's a good either. quarterback, but he's been throwing picks. Is he, picks though? And, is he? Mm. Yeah, and have Cooper Cup. It's a different yeah. story for sure. Yeah, like the, the Rams. All credit to them. They went all in and got their Super Bowl. But that Super Bowl last year it was kind of fluky. Like they beat a Ram, a Tampa team that was really beat up. They yeah. were a dropped pick from San Francisco way to not even making it. Um, you know, Cincinnati nearly beat them in the Super Bowl. So I mean, they were really lucky. But I, I think that that's a great point you make. This game is going to come down to who stops the freaking run because. I think both teams are going to try to run the ball. Even the Rams who stink at it, like you say, I think they're going to look at the Saints, especially if the Saints don't have Werner, don't have Cam Jordan, don't have Davenport. The Rams are looking at it from the opposite way that we're looking at it, where you're like, if you can't stop the Rams, uh, you're not stopping anybody. The Rams are looking at this game and they're like, we are three and six, but the Saints are a disaster. They're missing half their team. They're missing all their good run defenders. They suck at tackling even when they had the good run defenders. If we can't run on the Saints and we can't solve our offensive problem against the Saints, even without Cooper Cup, even with our crappy offensive line, we're not going to be able to score on anybody. So this is like a, I wouldn't say it's like a loser leaves town match for wrestling because both of these teams, neither of them are going anywhere. But for the Saints, I really feel like if you can't beat this Rams team at home, I don't know where you get another win because Carolina is going to run the yeah, ball. Yeah, well, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Ralph. Like where they're at in terms of injuries. I mean, you can make the argument that it doesn't get better and only gets worse. But at some point, they get some of these guys back. Lattimore, who makes a big difference, and like I actually think. It could be more competitive against better teams depending on how their injury report is. So, yeah, like if you look at the Steelers and you look at the Rams and let's say they lose those two back-to-back in isolation, you're like, who could they beat if they can't beat those teams? I think that's a fair question to ask. But I think you have to couch that with, well, who's available to play? Because right now, like the offensive line, it's as bleak as it's looked all year. And if McCoy comes back and Pete comes back and Hurst comes back and they've got their five starters, like – that is a huge difference in terms of what they can produce offensively uh, versus when you're starting Lewis Kidd and Calvin Throckmorton and Josh Andrews <laughs> and Landon Young. I mean, you're playing those guys. I mean, look, it's 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 night and day. So 
you know, I, I would say if some of those guys come back, they could maybe even beat a better team. So losing to the Rams doesn't necessarily paint the picture for the next week. And that, that's the NFL. Every week you have a different, different opponent. It's who's up, who's down. How does that affect your matchups? But as I look at this, you know, the Rams, they're not a, a, a defense that's creating a bunch of turnovers either. And I, I just think when you look at these linebackers, you have got to get the ball to Alvin Kamara at the second level. You've got to put him in motion, put him in the slot, move him around, try to throw him the football quickly, efficiently. That's got to be your offense, is to get the ball in Kamara's hands on the perimeter, uh, let him exploit those one-on-one linebacker matchups. And I, I think really on offense, you've got to go after that. And then you've got to hope defensively that as banged up as you are and as horrible as your secondary has been, you can stop the run because their offensive line is beat up. Their running backs haven't been playing well. So hopefully you can kind of continue what every, everyone else in the league has done and stop them from running the ball. And then that, combined with Cooper Cup being out, is enough for you to slow down their passing attack to get them on the field, off the field, force some punts. And then you're in a 13-10 kind of game that hopefully you know you can pull out. Yeah, that was my next question is you made it – you made an interesting point about, look, the, the, the Rams, their linebackers are kind of trash. Wagner's old, and he's been up and down. So that was my, my thinking is, listen, when you play in these pillow fight games, the Saints, part of the instinct is, hey, let's just run the ball until – let's just keep running the ball, even if we struggle doing it. As long as it's a, as long as it's a one-score game, we can keep running the ball. We can punt back to them. They can come punt back to us, and it can be a pillow fight contest. But part of me, Andrew, is like, you, your line is so beat up, and you, you showed that you couldn't run the ball against the Steelers, and you couldn't run the ball against Baltimore, right? Maybe against the Rams, you spread them out, and you do quick game. And I know it's a little, in, in theory, it's a little bit riskier because you're putting it more on Andy Dalton, but... I just don't know if they – with the, the offensive line, if you're missing four guys, if you're playing four backers, I just don't know how you're going to run the ball. Like part of me is just like put Andy Dalton in shotgun, throw slants and bubble screens and whatever to Kamara, Alave, Landry, and hope that they break tackles. Like that's a better – that's a better chance of moving the ball than lining up and trying to run it. Yeah, uh, I, I don't hate that. I, I would have preferred to start Taysom Hill, go zone read, and, and just get get <laughs> weird get and weird. See, see, see what happens. But, uh, I mean, to me, that's tougher to defend than Andy Dalton mm-hmm. right now, you know, when there's no line. But uh, And then you go jumbo, you know, you throw an extra mm-hmm. guard or tackle on the edge, and, and uh, you just uh, try, to, try to play it that way. I mean, that, that, to me, that would be a more effective offense right now for the Saints. So I, I would be more tempted to do that. But, yeah, that's the other way to do it. I just don't know if you go five wide if they really have the, the playmakers on the perimeter. I mean, you throw Jawan Johnson in there, Landry, Olave. Those are kind of the best guys they have, and then after, Callaway, yeah, yeah, after that, like it's it's Callaway, it's maybe Rashid Shahid, but it's like they they don't have like if if they if you're spread five wide, you know Ramsey's going to kind of take away the top guy, which would be Alave, and so yeah. like and Jawan Johnson and Jarvis Landry, can they consistently expose you? I lean towards no. I I don't think they can do it consistently. I mean, I think they can make plays here and there, but I just. 
I don't know that, you know, now that Michael Thomas is injured, that the Saints really have a big advantage with their receivers. I I really thought Michael Thomas would unlock this offense because then Alave, as good as he is, Jarvis Landry, as good as he is, they just get those favorable matchups where you can. And, and you know, it's a shame those first couple weeks he they back. didn't hit a lot. Olave, you know, like he was wide open on those throws deep. Like, I mean, he, he was wide open two to three times a game. Or if they hit those, you know, we're talking about monster stat line. Yeah, I mean, I mean, listen, I'm not, you know me, I'm not a Jameis defender at all. But if Jameis is 100% healthy, they cook Tampa. Because there were deep throws. Yeah. Say what you want about Jameis, that dude can hit the deep throw. And yeah. there were like three of them against Tampa where you were like, what is going on? It was because his back was broken. Um, but it, you and, know, and his ankle. He and, his, he, uh, and he snapped his ankle in that game. In, in the Tampa game. Final thing, and then I want to get out of here, is as the Saints go in this season, look, to be realistic, they're not making the playoffs. They're probably giving the Philadelphia a top 10 pick, and they're playing out the strength. Probably maybe top five. Maybe top five. Right now it is a top five pick. But we, st- you, people that are watching this podcast, maybe number know, one. <laughs> let's not get crazy. I don't think I don't think the Texans are going to get the three wins. Um, <laughs> but if you're watching this on YouTube and you listen to the podcast and you support the show, which you should, SaintsHappyHour.com, become a patron. If you do that, you love the Saints like us, so you're going to watch the games. And at this point, Andrew, the thing we care about is the young players because what we we need these young players to step up to perform to see what we have for next year. And listen, the Pete Warner, he looked great, but he's out. Jawan Johnson, he's a guy that's been playing great. He could grow. But interesting guy, he may not play this week because he's just back practicing, but he's going to, I think he's going to play eventually and very soon, Trevor Penning. And he's a guy, even if they don't start him at tackle, like I want him to play the old Zach Streif role of tackle eligible. Like I want to see him get in there. I want to see him road grade some people. Uh, maybe in the Taysom Power packages to feel good about where the Saints are. Because listen, even if Philadelphia, even if they get the third pick, let's say the rest of the season is a disaster for the Saints. If we get to the end of the year and we're like, we know Olave is a home run. And oh, by the way, Trevor Penning started the last three games and he looks like a pretty good tackle. I think that's the 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 thing that I'm watching these last seven weeks. I want to see Penning play and I hope he's good because then you feel good about where you are at least a little better going into 2023. Yeah. Um, I mean, the timing for Penning to come back, it couldn't be any better with, with what they're dealing with right now. <laughs> and uh, I saw that he was back at practice today and man, I, I just, I know like they, he's probably not ready. You know, he needs more time. Um, just, he doesn't have he, any more time. We need him to play. Right. Now. I mean, that's what I was going to say. Like if, if there's any way to fast track this or accelerate it, uh, for, so he can start at left tackle. I, it would be great if the Saints could do that. That would be a pleasant surprise. What I've heard is he's not going to be ready to play quite this week. That's too fast, too soon. Uh, but yeah, we're all waiting for that. He's gigantic, and, and, by the way. They had, he was next to a dude that's like 320 pounds, and he looked significantly bigger than him. Well, he's that's, a, that's, that's Thick Underhill for you. Thick Underhill, he's a freak physically. Yeah, but uh, no, I look. We, we all want to see him. We can't wait to see him. And and I I do agree with you that that's kind of the stuff you start to pay attention to. Like how does he play? How do, how does Rashid Shahid play? You know, the, does those Alante are the Taylor things, learn how to cover a curl? Like these right. are things that matter. These are things the that last matter. seven that yeah. went. So um, 
Look, man, like to me, and I've always felt this way and it'll never stop. I don't care how bleak it is. I don't care how hopeless it looks. I'm rooting for wins until you're, you're eliminated. Mm -hmm. Once, once you're eliminated, then I respect position that I, I'm always going to root for wins just because I want to see the Saints win that that entertains me on a Sunday mm. but I respect people who are like let's play for draft picks but and and tank or whatever but like until you're mathematically in, eliminated I cannot get behind that I don't care how hopeless it looks and the Saints are not mathematically eliminated so like just try to get a win you know and 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 I look at this matchup against the Rams they're a beatable team especially in the dome nice. Saints are going to need the crowd behind them uh but uh i have a hard time seeing how they win i have a hard time seeing how the rams win right now here's the thing i hate the ram they the no call my childhood flipper anderson i hate the freaking rams and i want to if the saints are only going to win one or two more games beat atlanta beat the rams like that's what i want that's what what I want to be happy about. Like I hate, I hate the freaking Rams. Um, as we do on this show, Andrew, though, you hate we, the Rams more than the 49ers. I kind of do. Cause, 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 cause you know what it is, Andrew, it's recency bias. And when you, when you, when you pile 2018 is, is, is more recent than 2011. So the Rams have kind of slid above the 49ers currently on my hate. Hate, in, hate hate index um so like the saints could be like playing the rams and they'll have like one win and it could be like you can get the number one pick or you could beat the rams and i could tell myself all week don't i don't care about beating the rams it get to the fourth quarter the saints were up six to three i'd like beat them son of a bitches i hate them like i you know just, what's funny i i think i i look i've noticed this in my career in business a lot of times when people are upset about something they feel like the central reason why they're unhappy is not enough. So they have to fabricate a lot of other reasons why they hate something. So like if they're unhappy, it's like, it can't just be the one thing that's like central to their argument. <laughs> They'll just pile on with all these other little things that maybe don't matter as much. And they wouldn't bring it up if it wasn't for the central thing, but they have to support the reason they're angry with like ancillary comments. Right. So I feel like with the Rams, I'm going to rest on the laurels of 2018. And I get that they're not Vinovich, that they, it's not up to them to throw the flag or not. And I, but guilty by association. Guilt. And, and, and like, I, I, I really don't have to explain myself any further than that. I don't need no. to go back to the NFC West days. I don't need to go back to the 80s. Like, I hate the Rams for 2018, period, end of story. And I'm just going to leave it there. And so. Any misery that comes upon that team and that franchise. I was at the point when they blew it against the Bucks. I was like, man, like we could have been playing for first place. And obviously I was pissed because I love to see Tom Brady fail also. But like to me, that game was win-win. Because like yeah. anytime there's misery for the Rams. It's a good day. I'm, yeah. 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 That's why I like the, the So NFC. like beating, beating them is extra special. Yeah. Oh, and they kept the Saints out of the playoffs because they couldn't hold like a two touchdown lead against the 49ers well, last year. You know, oh. once once again, I'll say like I didn't need to support my <laughs> stance with any other ancillary arguments, but uh, that's a good one. That's a good one. They cost so, us a playoff berth last year. 
They did. So final thing before we get out of here, we always do on this this YouTube special edition preview podcast. We, Me and you are on it, and we say, hey, you've made the pick on the live stream on Twitch, which people should check out every Monday night, 9 o'clock. We make our picks. Me and you have the chance to reevaluate the pick. Uh, you always say, panic is my brand. And I said that the Saints injury report can't hurt me anymore. Uh, there's you nowhere lied. left. There's nowhere less left to cut me. You lied. Uh, but that injury list is really long. You sure about and, that? And here's the thing. So you lied. No, I'm going to keep my pick. 31-13, I believe shenanigans are going to happen. But I will say this. The only way the Saints win this game is maximum shenanigans. Like, it's going to take special teams touchdowns, defensive touchdowns, turnovers that they haven't had all year. It's going to take maximum shenanigans. But I'm not changing my... Did you pick this on your Monday, on the Monday show? I did. I did, 31-13. I'm not changing it. But when I picked it Monday, I kind of thought, like, the Rams are bad. The Saints are bad. The Saints just need... A couple of shenanigans, and that'll get them over the line. Now, now the Saints need maximum shenanigans. They might need as many shenanigans in this game as we've seen them get in any game of the last five years. Like it's going to take a miracle, but I believe they're going to get it. I'm not changing my pick because I'm delusional. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not changing my pick either. Uh, I, I, I don't. I just don't think the Saints can win right now uh, with the injuries that they're up against. And yeah, I, I hope I'm wrong. You know, it's uh, it's it's brutal to see them uh, dealing with this. And yeah, it's, it's, it just. Sucks, I'm gonna, but... The end of this game, we're gonna see Sean McVay, and he's just gonna have a glazed look on his face, and he's gonna be like, "When I get on this plane home." I am texting Jeff Bezos and I am getting me that Amazon prime money and I'm going to Thursday night football for like two years. I am getting out of this dumpster fire. I am, I am, I am skipping this. I am bouncing out of this town. I'm going to leave the Rams to burn and then I'll do TV for a couple of years and then go get another job somewhere. That's what we're going to see on his face Sunday at about two 30. It's my dream. Uh, I'm here for it. Listen, I, ho- the, I hope that happens. If the Yeti microphone can work for me, all things are possible. So, guys, thanks for joining us. Like, hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Hit that like button. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com. Subscribe. Support the show. You get the free booze bundle like Lynn, Mark, and John did this week. And you get access to our Discord channel where we're talking Saints 24-7. It's private. It's awesome. It's amazing. You should do it. Guys, thanks for joining us. And we will see you live on Twitter Spaces after the Saints game, if Twitter still exists, Sunday afternoon.